Hello friends, thank you for joining us in what we're calling a conspiracy of goodness. Playing guitar and harmonica, singing the songs and telling the stories of our friends and neighbors, Larry Long. Recording the songs of our friends and neighbors, Brett Hughes. I'm Tom Thibodeau, and today we celebrate and honor caregivers. She was rich to the core, a friend to the poor, I love you. From her heart she would give, so others might live, I love you. Some people have, so many have not enough to get by. The dream lives, the dreamer dies. I love you. Care. That's one of my favorite four-letter words. Care. What do you want to do later today? I don't care. Should we go over and get a pizza? I don't care. How about a beer? Nah, I don't care. Well, give it to me. I'll take care of it. What did she do? I'll take care of it. And on one end, it got care. And then, care, however, comes from a Greek word. Kara. Say that with me, Larry. Kara. Kara. It means to cry out with. Who are the people that care about us? They listen to us cry out. This isn't fair. It hurts. I can't take it. Well, haven't we seen people doing this now for the last 10 months? We've watched it on TV. People crying out with people that were dying, can't catch a breath, can't breathe. Standing there, listening to people cry out, but who cares for the caregiver? When a caregiver needs care, who takes care of that nurse, that doctor, that therapist, that EMT? Who takes care of the farmer and the clerk and the forklift driver? Who takes care of the mother struggling to put food on the table, teaching her children and holding on to a job? Today we honor all those who cry out, but who need to be listened to when they too cry out. Who takes care of the caregiver when they need care? We all do. So often she'd read of people in need, I love you. God has many names to the doorstep she came, I love you. To fall through the cracks to never get back without a hand to hold. Like Lazarus of old, I love you. About 25 years ago, my dad went in for day surgery. Don't worry, he said. He gave us his word. Surgery lasted seven hours. He came out of surgery battered, bruised, and speechless. He had had a stroke. We eventually moved my father here to La Crosse where we could take care of him. We were hoping that he was going to get stronger, that maybe the stroke would reverse itself and the speech would return. But he was as helpless as a little boy. That happened in August and one night on the first Saturday of October. My brother and I were sitting in Dad's room when a hospice nurse came in said hello to us, introduced herself, and then sat next to my dad and took my dad's hand and said, Greg, you're dying. You know this and I know this. Your boys don't want to hear it. 
Greg, you're dying. We love you, Greg, and we will care for you every moment of your life. She came into our lives and spoke the truth with love. She cared so much to tell us that with love, she would be there every step of the way as we continue to care for our dad. People, often strangers, walk into our lives and speak the truth with love. I think today of those doctors and nurses. I think of supervisors and teachers. I think of friends who care so deeply for their neighbors and complete strangers that they can't help but give themselves away. Who takes care of the caregiver? We all must. Mothers unwed, no place for their heads, I love you. To get a degree, child care they need, I love you. One plateful at a time, till all children find the love, the comfort of home. To be safe and never alone. I love you Surrender yourself To love someone else To share in love, not control To see in each face The whole human race I love you To see the gift Not someone at risk I love you Wonders made real Through God's grace revealed Through human compassion combined To share this world as divine I love you. Boy, Brett and Larry, I'm so glad we're on the radio today. And I know that we sound good, thanks to Brett. <laughs> but I don't tell you right now, friends, if, yeah, I don't look so good. I'm leaning on crutches. Three weeks ago at 6.30 in the morning, I'm going off to a prayer meeting that I've been going to for 25 years, and I slipped on the ice trying to avoid a fall, my weight came forward and I could feel all my weight going onto my leg and I could literally hear the tendons in my quadricep tear apart. I fell on the ice, my wife came out a little bit later and she wasn't able to get me up and thank God a neighbor was out walking in the morning and they came up and they pulled me up and got me in the car, went off to the prayer meeting, came back home and by that afternoon I couldn't move. The next day, a friend, a retired doctor, came over and he said, why don't you call me? I said, you're retired. He said, nonsense, I'm your friend. Let me take a look. He looked at it and within three minutes, he realized that I had tore a quadriceps and it had needed to be reattached to my knee. Surgery was needed. He called my primary physician who asked how I was. I told him he called right away to an orthopedic surgeon who in three hours called me back, set up an appointment. 
I came in, I registered, people were smiling, asking how I was. I came in the first room and there was a medical assistant taking my temperature, checking my vitals, asking how I was. Then the, the physician assistant came in and explained to me what had taken place and I needed a x-ray. And the person x-ray was so kind how are you? And I told her how I was. And I came back and they explained that I would need an MRI. And I came back and I got an MRI. And the people who took me down to the MRI were so kind, so thoughtful. How are you? They said. Each step along the way, people were concerned about me. I was scheduled for surgery the next day. I came in at 6.30 in the morning and people with extreme care looked into my eyes, held my hands and said, what more can I do for you? Each doctor sat down in a stool at eye level, looked into my eyes, asked how I was, and with gentle care explained how I would be taken care of. Every step along the way from anesthesiology to the surgeon himself. And then when I came out of recovery, the nurse came and made sure I was well, comforted my wife, brought us a little pudding, just to settle us down a little bit. And then it was getting time to go because they're all day surgeries now. And my nurse came in to release us and I looked at her and I said you look awful familiar she said yes I went to Viterbo I had you in class a couple of years ago I said you did I said you look familiar she said no I had you in class and she said I didn't say this to you when I was at Viterbo because it seemed like I'd be kissing your butt I was thinking to myself from where you're standing you can see it <laughs> and then she said I want to thank you for teaching us about compassion and servant leadership and then I was put in a wheelchair and an aide wheeled us down the hall, brought us to the door where my wife went to get the car, stood with me, her hand on my shoulder. And then when the door opened, she brought me and helped me get into the car. Be well, she said. Every person along the way cared for me. And I think and I pray, who cares for them? Love plus medicine really is healing. Wonders made real through God's grace revealed through human compassion combined to share this world as divine. I love you. None of us is immune to human suffering. All of us who are in this booth today, Brett, Larry, and I, we've all known human suffering, and particularly it's difficult when it's a person that you love and they sh you share in their suffering. All of you that we're talking to today, many of you have suffered cancer or diabetes. You suffered from injury or hardship or heartbreak. And we need people at that point who will care for us. March 24th of last year, 2020, my wife had a stroke. I was with her at the time and got her to the hospital in time that she was able to have successful surgery. She was rehabbed all summer long and I was able to take care of her. One of the great moments in 40 years of marriage was caring for the woman I married 40 years ago only to rediscover again and again how much I love her. And now I fell in the ice and tore a quadricep and had surgery and for the last three weeks, she makes my meals, 
She fixes the bandages, makes sure that I have enough to eat, helps me to get up. And after 40 years, both of us have rediscovered our marriage vows that we said to each other as young people. In sickness and health and good times and bad, till death do us part, I do. Our married life is caring for each other. What a gift. Oh, the gift of love and the gift of friendship. The gift of love. The song I sang at the start of the program called I Love You was written for a most amazing woman. Her name was Virginia McKnight Binger. She was the matriarch of the McKnight Foundation. But Mrs. Binger found, though, that through the constricts of the McKnight Foundation, she was unable to fund many of the folks she wanted to support. So she set up another fund called the VMG Fund, where she helped unwed mothers get a college education and even paid for their health and their child care. She funded small nonprofits like the one whose mission was to be an angel for low-income folks who are homeless, finding them shelter, and even securing furniture for them. Somehow, some way, Mrs. Binger heard about my work of bringing elders of many nations into the classroom to be honored by children in song. She invited me to her home. I prepared a big presentation for her about my work. But when I got there, she was not interested in that at all. Mrs. Binger simply wanted to know about me. After an extended two-hour conversation, if not more, by the time I walked out her door, I had a $20,000 check in my hand to support this work in low-income forgotten communities, which she gave to me for several years in a row until she passed. Here's a song written through that youth and elder process at Strother Elementary School outside of the town called Little in the state of Oklahoma with a sign that reads, Great things happen in little places in the middle of little America. I had the kids from that school go home and interview their parents and their grandparents and to gather their wisdom and to bring their wisdom and the work that they do back to the classroom and together collectively to honor the entire community. And from the wisdom of the parents and grandparents and from the creativity of the children, we wrote this song. Some people work in the field and grow in food, yes, hope they always will. Driving tractors with big rolling wheels It takes a lot of people to make this world go round it takes a lot of people to make this world go round It takes a lot of people to make this world go round and round and round Some are thin, some are small, some are big, some are tall it takes a lot of people 
to make this world go round. Some people work as a nurse, changing bedpans, how could life be worse? Keeping other people from riding in a hearse, it takes a lot of people to make this world go round. It takes a lot of people to make this world go round. It takes a lot of people to make this world go round and round and round. Some are some are tall, some are thin, some are small. It takes a lot of people to make this world go round. Some people work building cars, changing transmissions beneath the stars, thinking to themselves, isn't life bizarre? It takes a lot of people to make this world go round It takes a lot of people To make this world go round it takes a lot of people To make this world go round And round and round Some are thin, some are small Some are big, some are tall It takes a lot of people To make this world go round Some are Zulu, Israeli, some are Lebanese, some are Russian, others Portuguese, Choctaw Creek, Anishinaabe. It takes a lot of people to make this world go round. Tom, you want to help me out on this one? I certainly and, do, Larry. And you know what? People out there in radio land, all you got to remember is the hook line is some are thin, some are small, some are big, and some are tall. It takes a lot of people to make this world go round. Here we go. It takes a lot of people to make this world go round. It takes a lot of people to make this world go round and round and round. Some are thin, some are small, some are big, some are tall. It takes a lot of people to make this world go round and round and round. If I can't go east, if I can't go west, if I can't go north, if I can't go south, I can always go in and out and around and around and around. Tom, I am so grateful that you're doing all right and so grateful for all of those good people that cared for you so we could be together today in this conspiracy of goodness at this moment of time. One thing I've learned, Larry, that Old guys and ice are not a good combination unless it's in a gin and tonic. <laughs> Friends, it takes a lot of people to be involved in a conspiracy of goodness to bring healing and care to each other. Please join us. And next time, peace and all good. And thank you for all that you do. You have been listening to Conspiracy of Goodness with Larry Long and Tom Thibodeau. Produced and recorded by Brett Hoos.
For more information about Larry and Tom, please visit www.larrylong.org and www.tomttalks.com. We look forward to being with you next week. Thank you for listening.